Welcome to Stirring Words, where health and fitness experts Kim Taylor and Judy Ulrey explore God's wisdom on wellness. Listen in now on their weekly phone conversation. Miss Kimberly. Hello, Judy. What's going on in your world today? Well, I can't tell you. It's a secret, but there are fun <laughs> things to come. So okay. don't make me tell secrets. Oh, but I can good. tell you, I am super excited about what we're talking about today. If anybody is new to our podcast, welcome <laughs> and invite somebody else next week. But we are in the midst of a series called Getting Stronger. And we're discussing the correlation between physical strength and spiritual strength. And we're encouraging our listeners in both tracks to get stronger spiritually and to also get stronger physically. Yeah. And this week's topic is called Strength Through Prayer. And I know you love this topic. And Kim, we talk about prayer a lot, but guess what? Strap in. We're going to continue to talk about prayer a lot. Because you just can't, you just can't nudge about prayer enough. Before we get started, would you come before our father and invite him to lead us? Yes, I will. But Judy, I'm sorry. I got to just comment on that. What is that? But anyway, (laughs) I couldn't let that one go by. That was so cute. I was, I was lifting heavy dumbbells in my mind. Oh, okay. So I I've got, got in my mind, I have 10 pound dumbbells in each hand and I'm like, uh, uh. so that's what that was. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. It's all called right. a virtual <laughs> workout. All right. All right. Like I said, I thought it was the incredible Hulk, like you were doing that or whatever. Oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah, but thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Father. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And just that little bit, Father, it just put laughter in my heart. I just saw saw her, Judy, just actually doing the little movements with her arms and her hands with that uh, thing. It was just a joy, Father. And I thank you so much. I know that you delight in us, Lord, as your children, bringing forth your word and just feeding upon your word and getting stronger thereby in our spirit. And we thank you so much, Lord, that the joy of the Lord is indeed our strength and we need it more than ever. And we thank you, Lord, that you always extend an invitation for your children to come to you in prayer. Just like the verse in Deuteronomy, one of my favorites says that, For what great nation is there that has God so near to it, that for whatever reason we may call upon him? And those phrase, that phrase, for whatever reason, is an open invitation. So, Lord, we thank you that no matter what it is that we need, that we can always come to you in prayer, and you will supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So what a wonderful position that we are in as your children who are just beseeching our Heavenly Father in confidence that you will answer. So, Lord, we are coming here on behalf of our listeners that their ears be attentive to the word today, that you prepare their hearts to receive, and that this word will fall on good ground so it not only goes into their minds but also into their hearts 
and fall into their feet and hands so that they take action on this word. We thank you so much, Lord. We ask that you be glorified in this session. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen, sister. Thank you so much. So again, uh, to reiterate, we are in the midst of this series called Getting Stronger, where we are correlating and reinforcing the relationship between physical strength and spiritual strength and encouraging our listeners to uh, beef up on both. And this week, we're going to talk about getting stronger through prayer and claiming God's strength as we pray. So we have focused this entire series on Ephesians three fourteen to 21 and really highlighting 16 and 20 that says that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I just love that, to grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. And then Paul closes out and says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. So I love that. And this week's memory verse, yeah, did I say the M word? Like memorize, like say it again and again and again until it's in your brain. And it's not long, so don't worry, but it's a goodie. Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Kim, I love that verse. And if any of our listeners read my book, Sprinkled Clean, you know my flesh fails. And I know our listeners, your flesh fails. You don't do what you want to do and you do what you don't want to do. Thank you, Paul. So we can just claim Psalm 73, 26 that says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And again, we're going to talk today, Kim, about praying, praying for God's strength. Personalize that. Lord, my flesh fails. My heart fails. But you are my strength. So strengthen me, Lord. Strengthen my heart. You are my portion. So when you think about prayer, you know, there are a lot of folks ahead of us who are folks we might want to follow their lead. Like Paul prayed. Daniel prayed. Remember when Daniel was, they said, look, stop praying to your God. And he not only didn't stop praying, he went to the window so everybody could see. I love that. Like, I love that little brat (laughs) thing going on. So despite the dire consequences, he prayed. Moses prayed. Mary prayed. And, you know, Jesus, Jesus prayed. So my first question to our listeners is, do you pray? And I, I mean, not, oh, help me, Lord, as you're driving down the street. I mean, do you seriously, strategically, uh, uh, intentionally pray? I know I heard somewhere by somebody 
smarter than I, which could be a lot of people that said that we don't pray to move the hand of God. So it's not like we pray to get him to do this or that or the other thing, but we pray to strengthen our own faith. And that is exactly the, the message today. Pray for spiritual strength. Pray for faith. And pray for strength to do the physical, make the physical choices that you know you need to do, want to do, and yet are prone not to do. You know, anybody who knows me very well knows that 2 Thessalonians 1, 11, and 12 is one of my fan favorites. And I pray that, and I pray it like this, make me worthy of your calling and fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by your power. So the prayer is, make me worthy, make me strong, make me faithful. So prayer is what moves the hand of God. But as we pray these things, we will feel We will believe it. We will feel stronger in our spirit because we know we have asked our Father to strengthen us. I put together what I call a personal prayer assessment. And last week I mentioned that if anybody wants that, just shoot me an email, Judy with an I, J-U-D-I, at holyhealthclub.com. Here, and that, that remains true. If you still want the full assessment, just shoot me an email and I'll send it to you. But here are a couple of questions from it that sort of start to move your brain on this topic. So the first question, prayer requires quiet time alone. Do you have a specific time and place to pray? We're called to pray about everything. Do you? If it's a regular routine, how do you feel when you miss your prayer time? And if you're not that consistent, What needs to happen to make that happen? So that just gives you a sense, Kim, of some of the questions that are on that prayer assessment. So bottom line is God calls us to pray. Isaiah 55, 6 says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. God wants us to call upon him. And 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7 A lot of people know it, love this verse, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. I mean, Kim, I'm sorry. I think that is one of the most visual, impactful phrases. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so that the proper time he may exalt you. Cast all your cares on him for he cares for you. And then everybody loves Philippians 4, 5, 6, and 7. It says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. That's a whole nother topic. Mm-hmm. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Folks, we feel more at peace when we pray. And look, Jesus even gave us a template with the Lord's Prayer, right? So Matthew 6 is the Lord's Prayer. And so if you don't know what to pray, that's not a bad place to start. So if anybody, um, again, knows me very well, you know, one of my favorite books was 
George Mueller's autobiography. And it was very creatively entitled The Autobiography of George Mueller. I giggle at that. Anyway, he was a guy who lived in the 19th century and he was all about prayer and faith. And he was committed to building orphanages for these kids who had no parents, but he really had very little money. And he built orphanages that ultimately enough to house like 10,000 kids or something over the years. Wow. And he built them based on prayer. And there were times, Kim, I don't know if you ever read that book. If, if you haven't, tell me and I'm going to send it to you for Christmas. X surprise. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> but, but there were times when the, he didn't even know how they were, he was going to feed the kids the evening meal because they, they had no money. So I want to read you a couple of comments. And so this book is really um, excerpts from his journal, from his personal journal. So he's like, dear diary, his journal. So one, this was in May of 1851. The greatness of the sum, meaning the money that he needed at that moment, required to accomplish this work gives me special joy. So he's like, I love the fact that this is going to cost a boatload of money. The greater the difficulty to be overcome, the more it will be seen how much can be accomplished by prayer and faith. Wow. Don't you love that? I do. So, Kim, tell me, I know you are an avid prayer, but was, was there ever a time when you had to, like, really work at being consistent in your prayer life? And I know you have really candid conversations with your Take Back Your Temple members, So, and I'm sure you talk about prayer. So tell us a little bit about the discussions that you've had with your members and their consternation about prayer, and, and just tell us a little bit about your experience with people who struggle with praying consistently. Well, Judy, that is a very good question, actually. And with our Take Back Your Temple process, the very first step is the process actually spells out the word arise, A-R-I-S-E. And the first step of that is anchor yourself in God. And prayer is a big part of that because I often recommend starting our mornings with prayer just as a soldier would get their marching orders from the general or whoever is in charge. And we want to be sure that we seek the Lord early because he is a God who is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. He's all-present, omnipresent. And we don't, we're going to face challenges in our day that we don't have any idea what's coming down the pike. But God already knows. So when we start the morning by just praying to the Lord and seeking him early, then we have that confidence that there is no challenge that we face that God is not able to supply what we need at the moment we need it. So that is one thing that my Take Back Your, our Take Back Your Temple members that we talk about because many of us, and that includes me in times past, has struggled with emotional eating where our emotions are all over the place. Well, with that anchor in God, then that helps to keep us steady. So we have that confidence, as I mentioned, that nothing is going to shake us up, but we will be able to be steadfast, immovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord. Now, one of the things that I have discovered, actually, and I don't think it's unique to take back your temple members, but people in general today, is that there's so much noise in the world 
that many people mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable about having that quiet time and being alone with the Lord and just, just being in silence and listening for his voice. And I understand that because there is so much noise in the world. But we do have to have that time with the Lord, even if it's in the morning or if it's throughout the day, which I often do. I pray to the Lord throughout the day with needs that I encounter. But having that ability to be still and know that he is God and finding your peace and your strength in him, that is just critical to be able to weather the challenges of this world. Amen. To be honest with you, I don't know how anybody gets through life without prayer. So let me throw out a few ideas to build a consistency in your prayer life. And you just hit on it, Kim, and that's time. All of us know that if you're going to seriously do something, you schedule it. You just put it in the calendar and say, I remember when we were doing corporate wellness programs and I was working with a police department and the police chief, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, went on his run. You did not schedule a meeting with that police chief, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, noon to one, period, end of discussion. And that's really how... Not only we need, most of us need to do that in our exercise regimen, but in our prayer life as well. And like Kim said, a lot of time morning is best, but not necessarily. And it doesn't really matter. It's not like, you know, God gets tired by the end of the day. It's just that morning, obviously, we're less likely to get distracted. But just like that police chief, it's maybe 12 to 1 every single day. But the point is, you have to build your prayer life foundation on a specific time, place where you're undistracted. And like you said, Kim, that's really not easy to find. I have an old, old, old roll-top desk that I just love. I have probably had it 30 years, and it still stinks like cigarette smoke like it did when I bought it from an old antique store 30 years ago, but that is where I pray. It's the prayer desk. And so you remember that movie, The War Room? And she was praying. She had not only she prayed in her closet, but she had her little sticky notes and stuff like that. But Matthew 6, 6 clearly states, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. So my first challenge is have a specific time and a specific place. I just read a book that I would actually recommend to anyone if you're feeling blue, if you're feeling a little like you're in the wilderness, you're sort of lost, you're sort of not in a not feeling like high cotton. It's called Exit Wilderness and it's written by a gal who actually started the program Yoga Faith And Yoga Faith, I think we're going to probably interview Michelle at some point, but Yoga Faith is Christian-based yoga. So it's yoga using scripture, which I love. But anyway, she wrote this book called Exit Wilderness, where she was really in a bad way, in a bad place, and sort of a self-inflicted wilderness. But it, it really was good and compelling. But one of the things she says is, when she's talking about prayer, is most of your battles should be fought in your prayer closet, not out in the open. And it's back to that movie, The War Room, where our battles are fought on our knees. 
And then having a quiet heart. You know, you can run in and be all in a frenzy, but it's hard to hear God's voice when you're all in a frenzy. Don't take your phone. Don't be beeping. Don't be watching your emails. Quiet yourself. Listen. And then some actually use a structure. I don't know, Kim, we've never talked about this. Do you use a structure? Like I've heard of ACTS, A-C-T-S. You first start with adoration, then you go to confession, then thanksgiving, then supplication. Yes, sometimes I do. And sometimes I just simply speak what's on my heart to speak because I think I'm right. I'm talking to my heavenly father. He's my father. It's an intimate relationship. So I don't feel like I always have to come with pre-scheduled program. You know what I'm saying? It is a open conversation and it is a conversation. It's communication. It's two way where I talk and then I stop and listen for what my father has to say. So, yes. Well, I just feel like there are some people, and tell me if you've had, again, take back your temple members who've expressed this. If you're new to prayer, you might have that novice nervousness where I don't know how to pray, right? It's like it doesn't feel as comfortable. So that structure can sometimes be helpful just to direct you, okay, first start by just praising him and then confessing. But then the other thing that is really my favorite is praying the word. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is double whammy uplifting because you're coming before your father with his holy word. And then I know you love keeping a prayer journal and you've mentioned it a couple of times, your jot journal or journal, jot journal or journal of testimony where you just write down with a date what you're praying about or for or trying to get some direction on. And it's just so great to look back and see how God has really blessed. And praying with others and for others is huge, 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 huge. You know, Kim, you and I always pray before we do our recording. I just think praying together with family, with friends, and praying for one another is another great way to just be authentically engaged in your prayer life. Mm-hmm. So what are some of your ideas, Kim? Well, actually, I'm going to make a recommendation. And my recommendation is on TakeBackYourTemple.com. I actually have a audio series of free prayer classes called Secrets of Always Answer Prayer. And I'm not actually the author of that. There was a minister. She's passed on and gone home to be with the Lord, though. But maybe about 12 years ago, her name was um, Kathy Logan, and she had a website called Secret Prayer. And she created this series based on how to begin an effective prayer life, and I highly recommend those. So if you go to TakeBackYourTemple.com and on the menu, there's programs, and then you'll see free online prayer classes. And I highly recommend going through those and taking notes because I know that it is going to take your prayer life to a whole new level. You know, I love that, Kim, because you have mentioned that to me before and I've never listened to them. So that's a great nudge because I know you think very highly of Kathy Logan and her work in those audio. Yes. So, of course, there are a couple of caveats about prayer that y'all know, but I just, we would be remiss, I think, in not mentioning, and that is number one, praying within God's will. First John four fifteen and 16 says, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, 
he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request. We know that we have the request that we have asked of him. Now, that's a big one. And Kim, we could maybe have a long conversation about that. But I rarely pray for healing or for this or for that because I don't know, you know, what is God's will in some things. But what we do know is what isn't God's will. But there are some things we can pray that, let's face it, are really not God's will. So that's one scripture, uh, James 4, 3. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. So again, and I think one prayer wrongly would be, Lord, just help me to lose all this weight magically because I don't want to do the work. (laughs) There are prayers that are like, just get me off the hook or just bless me outrageously or, or whatever. And then, of course, the Lord's Prayer, thy will be done. So, so asking to pray within God's will. And then the second caveat is believing that he heard. Like, I want to ask you listeners, when you pray, Kim just said, it's just like a conversation with her father. Do you feel that way? Like, is it just a conversation with your father? Do you feel like you're praying to someone to almighty God? Do you believe he hears you? Or do you think you're sort of crazy sitting in a closet praying? I mean, it's important. And I don't mean that to be comical. I mean, do you really believe you are praying to God almighty? Matthew 21, 22, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. And of course, Hebrews 11, 1 and 6, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not yet seen. And Mark eleven twenty four. therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So let me, let me put this in a specific context. I'm looking at every single one of you listening right now. I'm looking at you across the breakfast bar. When you ask God to give you self-control, do you believe he will answer that prayer? Mm-hmm. Do you? Do you believe that when you fall on your knees, fall on your face, confess that yet again, you went to food for comfort instead of your father? Or you shunned your walk because you went into whining about, oh, I just don't have the energy. Again. And you fall on your knees and say, Lord, I can't do this in my flesh. I hate exercise. Change my heart so that I enjoy it. I hate eating vegetables. I have to have sugar at night. Change my heart's affection. Brothers and sisters, do you believe he hears that prayer? Do you believe he will do it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer you back to First Thessalonians. And you'd think as much as I love it, I'd know it by heart. But it's Second Thessalonians 1, 
Make me worthy of your calling. Make me strong. Give me self-control. Fulfill every resolve for good. I want to have self-control. I want to take care of my body. And every work of faith by your power. Not by my power so I get the glory. By your power so that your name be glorified. Do you think, brothers and sisters, if you pray 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 to 12, relative to physical self-control, God will answer that prayer. Don't be double-minded. But you know what James says about the double-minded. Comments, Kim, I know you're bubbling over. Well, Judy, I mean, you're just saying some of my favorite scriptures And to me, the whole basis in which we can trust God with strength, with courage, with whatever it is that we need, the whole basis of that is that the Lord promises never to leave us nor forsake us. And I was just sitting here thinking about a couple of scriptures I wanted to share because they are a couple of my favorites concerning strength. But it's Isaiah 41.10, which is, Fear not, for I am with you. Think about that. I am with you. Starts out, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I mean, just think about how many times he says, I will. And we know that we serve a God who does not lie. So when he says, I will, he will. (laughs) That's it. That's the end of that. And then the other one is, and that's 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, and it says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. We've talked about this in previous sessions. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And I think that is so appropriate with what we're talking about with health and wellness because too often people have been trained in that diet mentality and that willpower thinking that the power has to come from them. And then they quickly discover that they don't have the power within themselves to do it. And so, Judy, you've said it so many times that we can't, but God can. And this is the promise where he says it. He says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. So when we recognize that we have an area of weakness, then we can look to God and say, Lord, we need your strength right now to help me do what I cannot do on my own. And in this way, he gets the glory when we overcome and we don't. So it's such a beautiful process, sister. So I'm so grateful for this series about God's strength because I feel stronger myself just reviewing these scriptures right now. And I hope that our listeners are too. So let me ask you, listeners, have you memorized Psalm 73, 26 yet? Let's say it together. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Yes, Lord. I love that. I love that. I love that. And then I just want to throw out Isaiah 40, 29 that says, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power. There's that power word again of the weak. So all those that you just mentioned, my grace is sufficient for you. 
power perfected in weakness, Isaiah 40, uh, 110. This one, Isaiah 40, 29. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. So, Kim, final comments before I have a little action invitation, and then we'll go to our Father in prayer, asking him to give all of us strength. The only thing I would like to say to our listeners is continually remind yourself that you are not on this journey alone, that you have Almighty God, your Father, who is walking with you step by step. And he is there to supply everything that you need. So I'm going to ask you to put off that old diet mentality, which says that you've got to struggle alone, that you don't. You've got your father with you, and hopefully you're plugged into a community of people who are also walking in the same direction and doing things to improve their health and strength so that together you get stronger and you go farther together. So that is my final exhortation. Love that. Thank you. Action invitation for all of you who are listening. Number one, we, we talked about, do you pray? Do you play, pray regularly, consistently? And so my first question that I want you to think about is, what specific actions do you need to take to make that happen? Do you need to find a specific place? Do you need to start by just praying, Lord, when can I, when is there time in my schedule? Or when would be a good time for you and I to get together every day? Help me create a time. Help me to, to quiet my heart. So if you just are already befuddled going, I don't have time and my house is chaos and there's never quiet or whatever it is, ask him to show you the way. And then second, is there someone who would be your prayer partner? And I don't mean that as your only time you pray, but, but as in addition to. And then I encourage you to pray Psalm 18 personally. That has become a really go-to scripture passage for me as I lost my beloved Boaz. And so I've learned to just pray it personally. And it starts out, I love you, Lord, my strength. You are my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God. So pray Psalm 18 personally. And then I have an idea that I don't know if it's a good one or not. So I'm just going to throw it out there. I have an idea of maybe creating a time where we, Stirring Words listeners, pray together. Kim and I have a conference call line. It can be recorded as what we're doing now. And I don't think we want to have 100 people on the line, but if we had two or 10 or 20, I just think it would be interesting to have a time every week where we pray together. So if that is at all of interest to you, maybe it's not a great idea, but if it is a great idea and you wouldn't be mind, uh, mind that that call be recorded because I, I would like it to be something where people listen to the prayer and therefore join us in prayer and agreeing with us in prayer. Just shoot me an email. Again, it's Judy, J-U-D-I at holyhealthclub.com and say, yeah, good idea. And I would do it. And and if you do that, let me know when is a good time. And that's going to be all over the map. So I don't know when it'll be. But and again, I don't even know if it's a great idea. I was thinking sort of like 11 Pacific time on Tuesdays. 
And that's going to be uh, noon Mountain Time, 1 Central Time, and 2 East Coast Time. So anyway, just email me. I just think that could be a great thing that we, the Stirring Words community, are praying together. And then, as you know, I really want this series to encourage you in your physical strength as well. And just like, like last week, this week, I want you to focus on core training. Remember, your core is your abs, your hips, and your bum. It is the center of your body, and it's called your core because it is the center of your body, so it's the center of your strength and balance. Like when you go to lift anything, you do it using your back, bum, abs. It's the center of balance and strength, and I focus on this after we did the heart because it's the center. And so I'm encouraging you to go back to holyhealthclub.com. There's a videos tab. There's the exercise tab. If you started watching them, you got to love Colonel Tom, right? Like who can't love Colonel Tom? And so he has one called bridge for a better bum and strengthen your core. So watch those two videos, start doing those core exercises because remember prayer is the core of your spiritual strength. God's word is the core of your spiritual strength. So we're manifesting that physically by strengthening our, the physical or the, the central core of our body physically. So those are my challenges. And Kim, unless anything's bubbling up, I'm going to close this out in prayer. Yes, please do. Father, you are the core of our strength. You are the source of our strength. On behalf of all those who are listening, I want to thank you for the physical bodies that you have given us that are so miraculous. Hearts that beat regularly. Muscles that move, keep us walking, standing erect, picking things up, doing our lives. May we take time to be grateful for these miraculous bodies that you have given us. And as we have the privilege of coming to you in prayer, may we also consider a privilege to care for that miraculous body. May, may we, as we, are, as we are doing some basic strength training physically, may that be a time of worship where we are committing to strengthening our hearts through prayer, through reading your word, through obeying you, through seeking you. It is such a grand marriage, the manifestation of our gratitude that you are with us, that we need not fear. You strengthen us. You uphold us with your righteous right hand. You hear our prayer. And may then our physical movement be an act of gratitude and worship. It, it is mind-boggling that you hear our prayers. And the fact that we can get so busy we don't pray is also mind-boggling. 
nudge our listeners who don't pray regularly to do so. Make them uncomfortable until they say, Lord, I want to be with you. If they don't know how, show them the time, show them the place, open their eyes. You want to have relationship with them. You want to speak to them, guide them, love them, direct them, uplift them, encourage them, and strengthen them. Move them to take time to receive those gifts from you. I pray over them, Lord, Jude 20 and 21. You listeners, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Lord, keep them in your love. Keep us in your love. For we ask it knowing you have heard and grateful that you will answer. In the name and the power of our Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. 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 Well, sis, thank you for your time. <laughs> well, the pleasure was all mine and I would definitely say sister that stirring words is time well spent the highlight of my week yes it is mine Both as well show. yes yes well, for sure God willing we will do it again next week okay alright well I love you and you have an awesome week in the Lord love you big back bye 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 thanks for listening to stirring words Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a session. And please tell your friends about us. If you'd like to dig deeper into this week's message, you can reach Kim at TakeBackYourTemple.com and Judy at HolyHealthClub.com. Until next week, may you be stirred by God's transformative word. 